Galaxy Lights, Coachella, Lightning Bolt Necklaces. 2023 was the year of Scandaval. On March 3rd, one cheating scandal launched a reality TV investigation that generated hundreds of conspiracy theories, thousands of podcast episodes, and millions of dollars in revenue. I'm Jody Walker, host of An American Scandaval. One retrospective story told in three salacious parts. Listen December 26th on the Ringer Reality Feed. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Chicago everywhere, check it. Not enough Chicago. We just don't have enough Chicago people. Jason Goff is here. Well, I'm at Full Go. The Full Go Podcast. The Full Go. Bears, Bulls, White Sox, Cubs, and Blackhawks. Our man, Jason Goff. Three times a week with Jason Goff. His mood is elevated. He is feeling good. Jason, I'm loving the Full Go. Love the Full Go. The Full Go. The Full Go. Welcome to Full Go with Jason Goff. That is what I'm talking about. Talking about. What up, world? You're listening to The Full Goal with Jason Goff, presented by The Ringer, a Spotify original. Yeah. Welcome into episode 343, or is it 344? Are we on 344? I think it's 344. Episode 344 of The Full Goal Podcast, presented to you by FanDuel, brought to you by The Ringer, and of course, Spotify is the gang. I am Jason Goff, and I am surrounded by just kings you hear me kings all right amongst men black i I wasn't gonna do the black excellence part you know i I wouldn't i you know we still we still got a ways to go you know we still we still gotta reach one teach one but that's tony saying that that we surrounded by black excellence it's just me calling us kings because you know you can call anybody a king these days you know shout out to all the brothers that can't wait to see what's happening king hey brother i ain't got no change on (laughs) immediately immediately you start talking about the weather or calling me king hey fam i got nothing i don't even care cash yeah. you know what I, mean? mm-hmm. I can quick pay yeah. you real quick you need yeah. something oh, yeah. you need the whole they something? got a cash out oh they got oh, a cash out they'll pull that shit out <laughs> hook it right on the top of the iphone let you swipe i'm like wait a minute shit can't be this bad <laughs> it can't like, be that bad square. you got the square like damn Damn, <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that is your boy, Alex Brown. Good old number 96. Of course, we got the crew riding with us. Uh, <laughs> 
Kyle Williams, and of course the dad, the myth, the legend, Tony Gill. Before we get to AB, I just want to say this. Um, phenomenal, phenomenal weekend of football. Okay, that's more like it. And you know why? Because dudes went out there and hit and tackled and the best team won. You didn't have to worry about, you know, hey, save us quarterback. Like dudes didn't have any running games. And by the way, hey, y'all, hey, Josh Allen and James Cook was was doing their thing the last five, six games of the season. And then all of a sudden they get in the playoffs and Josh Allen is the only one that they want to run the ball. Wonder how that works out when you need a quarterback to make sound decisions after he's been hit for the entirety of 60 minutes of football and you got nine yards to go with two downs and he throwing both them balls into the end zone. Like just the little things about playing football that your boy has been trying to talk about. Y'all getting mad at me. Y'all bring up, you know, uh, uh, DVOA. Y'all bring up EPA. Y'all bring up all the letters. And all I'm saying is, hey, man, every once in a while, you're going to have to play football. What the Chiefs do, they moved your ass off the line of scrimmage. And in the most important play of the game, Chris Jones parked an all-pro caliber left tackle in the quarterback's lap, and it changed the game. It was it. That was it. Next thing you know, you're counting on special teams. You got some dude uh, who was a bass or because I, I saw Anders Colson mess around and miss a kick and they played my man dirty. They, they act like my man was kicking on the, in the best of conditions, like a 41 yarder. I'm like, man, it's a driving rain. It's windy. He want to go home. It's all bad out there. But that wasn't the thing that um, that really captured the uh, the weekend for me, because I tweeted about something that I didn't even see live. I just saw the replay of it, which was a Buffalo Bills fan losing his shit in the stands, like sobbing violently about the Buffalo Bills losing a football game. I tweet, if you love football like this, (laughs) stop. I go and then record with my good brother Lawrence Holmes and my good brothers Tony Gill, Kyle Williams, and Chris Sutton. I come back to my phone. And boy, there's that little bit of that, there's that thing to jump up in you when you come back to that phone and it says 99 plus mentions. And I'm like, oh shit. I'm like, did 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 the did the iCloud hack finally land and they got your boys' picks, huh? Like, what 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 happened here? You know what I mean? Am I is, is this gonna be a proud day for the family? Or is this gonna be one of them days where I gotta send out the mass sorry text to everybody? And I realize, I realize that a bunch of you dorks got on y'all high horses that yeah i'm talking to you because i know you're listening right now if i'm not talking to you shut up this ain't for you you know just just sit just sit your ass to the side and get ready for some hard-hitting football talk with me and ab but to you lames out there who got so upset at me these are the same people who got upset at me because i'm like hey man i don't boo at games (laughs) the same reason i don't clap at movie theaters i'm not a part of the fucking show Okay, if the scene was great, guess what I did? I took it in. <laughs> I got my I got my money's worth. And then if something good happens, I'll cheer. It started. Don't you tell us how to be fans. I even got the best the best replies were this is how and why you make your money. Imagine a person in sports telling us not to be fans. No, 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 no. No, no, no. This is how I know y'all don't have friends. 
I wasn't telling you not to be fans. I was encouraging y'all in the sporting community that I'm in to have a more well-adjusted life. I'm going to tell y'all something right now, man. Y'all took it to toxic masculinity. Like you could tell, you could tell when somebody either been hit with a word that they don't understand or haven't looked up the word or phrase that they don't understand. It, It became toxic masculinity for me to say, Hey brother, your relationship with football might not be the most even keeled one. If you are sobbing uncontrollably in the stands after a loss, because you know why people don't want to put things in proper perspective anymore. Okay. For the guys that are playing this game that are bleeding and, and, and sacrificing their lives. I understand. I get it. I truly do. For the people invested monetarily, maybe I get it there too because of the windfalls and also the shortcomings that happen with finances. But for fans, this is the only departure that I have. If it doesn't stop there, then guess what? Those are the same young men who were throwing snowballs at the Kansas City Chiefs on the sidelines while they were celebrating their victory, okay? Those are the same, to me, young men who can't wait to find themselves on a court or harassing an NBA player from a couple of rows back because, quote, I pay your salary. Those are the same young men who don't know when to throttle it back when it comes to all these fights that we see inside these stadiums. I'm all for passion. I'm all for passion, but I just choose to be passionate about other things, okay? And if my passion doesn't meet yours there, well, guess what, man? Come on with me down these periodicals, right? Come on down with me during for these articles, all right? In Joliet, here in the city, you know, in the Chicagoland area, in Joliet, seven people found dead, eight shot. Person went on a, a serial killing rampage and then fled to Texas. Those are the things I cry about. In Inglewood, a whole apartment building caught on fire and a man couldn't get into the corner room to save his baby girl. I cried that night. You feel me? I read every single day about what's happening in the Republic of Congo right now, where there have been 6.9 million people uprooted and 6 more million that have been murdered. Okay? What's happening in Palestine right now? Hey, man. If you, no matter if you're on what's supposed to be the good side or what's supposed to be the bad side, whatever side you may be on, there is death taking place. So when I sit down, and maybe it's because I know how the sausage is made, right? And that's what I was trying to explain to some of the people who had such a visceral reaction at me saying, hey, if this is your relationship with a game, Okay, after a loss, I made it very clear because you had a whole bunch of people chiming in with their World Series thoughts from 2016. Oh, look at my grandfather crying in his in his Barca lounger. Well, one, stop exploiting your grandfather for the Internet. It's not going to give you the returns you hope it will. Okay, that's one. You sharing Pop Pop's most intimate moment and and he's 60 plus years old. You know what I mean? I don't know if that's going to really work out for you in the long run. You're not going to get what you thought out of it to me. Okay, and it's a win. 
It's a win. Tears of joy are one thing. But if you are violently sobbing and 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 maybe and this has nothing to do with my affiliation with therapy or my fiance who's a therapist, I have always been this measured when it comes to that kind of thing because I've always had other things around me that I'd be like, "Oh, Jay, wait a minute. Hold on, man. <laughs> you know how much real life is going on outside this the this television? How much real life is going on outside uh, of this stadium?" So I understand. Have I thrown shit? Uh, no, I don't really throw shit like that. Have I punched shit? No, I don't punch things when I'm angry, right? Now, I will say this. I did a jump punch when Devin Hester returned that opening kickoff in the Super Bowl because I was living in the garden apartment over there in Hyde Park. And, you know, my head was damn near at the ceiling anyway. And I was like, yeah! But... I realized that I couldn't do the yeah and jump and being six foot two and not punch a hole in the ceiling. Okay. That's as violent as I have had as a reaction to sports ever. Okay. And I'm not saying I'm better than y'all, but what I am saying is if that is the level of um, involvement, if that is cause, cause I hate when people wrap themselves and, and also kind of find themselves in that anonymity where any kind of behavior is commonplace. It's not, and it shouldn't be. We should be more adjusted as a people than that. I am telling you, if I am your friend and I see you uncontrollably sobbing after a loss as a Buffalo Bills fan, as a Bears fan, as a Cleveland Browns fan, I will pull you to the side. Hey man, maybe we shouldn't do this shit no more for a little bit. Like maybe we should, maybe we should dial it back and find out what's actually going on with you to make this bring that out of you. So yeah, for all the folks out there, oh, you don't tell fans how to fan. Guess what though? When we see them running on the court and bothering the actual performers, when we see them saying the wildest things and thinking they can because they paid for a ticket, when we see the fights in these stands, when we see venues having to stop serve alcohol after a certain moment because people can't control themselves, where do you think it all stems from? Not being well-adjusted. And we have an entire culture and society that can isolate themselves because we got our gadgets, we got our phones, we got our tablets, we got our PS5s, we got our video games, and I fall prey to some of them. But there's time to come on back. And if you think this is some kind of lecture, I'm telling you it's not. It's me actually saying, hey, y'all, <laughs> one, I'll, I'll let y'all know this. The owners and players don't have the same feelings that you have. They don't. They can't. It's their job. It's what they love to do, but it's their profession. So all this that you're putting into it, I hope you're getting a return on your investment. But in the meantime, when you're getting let down because only one team can get the final goal, I'll tell you this. It's okay. It's okay to check the temperature on your relationship with sports or anything. That's what we got to do all the time is check the inventory. Have some self-awareness. What's serving you and what's not serving you? If you're sobbing like that uncontrollably after a loss, maybe this relationship isn't going as smoothly as you thought it would. And no, for me, that's not what being a fan is. No, the, 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 so I got to tweet. The whole beauty of sports is this. No, no, not for me. The beauty of sports is knowing some shit's about to happen, watch it while it's happening, and then getting that payoff. And to me, there's no beauty to me in, in losing. There's none of that. 
If you want to emote about something, I'm sure there's something in your life that you could do that and channel that energy a little bit more to. Or, like I said, just look around. Just look around the current events. We're in the toy department in sports, man. I am blessed every day to get a chance to talk to y'all about what I see and what I feel and the sports that are happening in the last 48 to 72 hours, depending on when, we, when we're taping. I am incredibly blessed. This dude to ask me on Twitter, so then why'd you get into sports then? You know why? Because I knew I would be nice at 10. That's why. I knew I was going to be nice at this when I was 10 years old and I channeled all my energy and directed it and called people and bothered them and say, hey, give me a chance. I'm 16. They said, no, I'll come back in two years. I came back. You know, that's why I did it. And also, I love sports. You can love sports, but when it ain't loving you back, it's okay to, it's okay to, 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 to take a step back. White Sox fans going through that right now. White Sox fans have been in a poor relationship for decades now. And anybody else, any sports is the only thing that you can say, hey, man, this relationship hasn't truly been serving me, but it's the only thing I know, so I got to stay in it. Man, your partners would tell you to run for the hills if that was a woman or if that was a man seven times over. But we feel like because we're born here and because this is what we only know, that this is what we have to know going forward. I give, I give, I make no bones about people who are out here re-examining their relationship with sports. You can still be a big sports fan and not have to cleave to all these ridiculous tropes. Oh, fan stands for fanatic. Well, guess what? There are only a couple of things that you should probably be fanatical about. Only a couple of things. Whatever power you believe in, if you do or you don't, taking care of your family and taking care of the people around you. You kidding me? I cry when I go to United Center and I passed that migrant camp right there on Ogden. That's when I cry. You know, when I when I take when I the other day when we were when we were taping and, and I took a bunch of pizzas out to those people because I see what I drive past every time. Yeah, that's when I cry. So for all the people thinking that I'm judging you as a fan, no, 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 no. It's not a judgment. It's me saying maybe that relationship ain't giving you what, what you need. And if you are if you are out there like that, then you know God bless you. I want you to I want you to be good. But in the end, man, understand that these are games. These are games. We'll be back with more of the full goal with Jason Golf after a word from our sponsors. If you've been watching the NFL playoffs from the sidelines, there's still time to get in the game with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. New customers bet this Sunday's conference championship games with $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. FanDuel has so many ways for you to pick a W. Here's what the casual betting brothers have for you. We got the game of the weekend, even though both games should be phenomenal. We got Ravens. We got Chiefs. We're going Baltimore Ravens, minus three and a half at home. Love the home favorite there. Isaiah Likely, anytime touchdown score for the Ravens. Rasheed Rice, anytime touchdown score for the Chiefs. And Travis Kelsey, over 63 and a half yards receiving. Once again, the casual betting brothers are giving you a four-leg, same-game parlay. Ravens minus three and a half. Anytime touchdown scores for Likely and Rice. And Travis Kelsey, over 63 and a half receiving yards. So if you want to follow our picks, go to FanDuel right now. Get started with $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just visit FanDuel.com slash FullGo to join today. That's FanDuel.com slash F-U-L-L-G-O. 
Make every moment more of a fan duel, an official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit theringer.com slash RG. $5 pregame money line wager required. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. I, I tell you, I can't help but get back to golf. Jay, Jay, I'm... If my Florida Gators get to the national championship and we're supposed to win it and we don't, I might not you be cry. sobbing. But damn it, <laughs> some tingles coming, man. I'll be hurt. I'll be hurt, cuz. I'll be hurt. No, like, I'm you're gonna in be it, hurt. man. I'm in you're it. Be, I, 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 I like I, it. I, I like that. I like that, that, that passion for it. I do. But I also agree with you when you say, fans, let's understand now. This can't mean more to you than it do to me. This is how I take care of my family. This can't, you you were born here, so yes, you're a fan of the of the team. This is how I pay my bills. It, this can't mean more to you than me. So, like, let's just slow down there when you think that you care more than I do or more than the players do. You don't. Man, I'm I we're we're the ones waking up at six a.m getting to work on time, spending all these hours. We spent all of our life. You don't half-ass it and make it to the NBA, make it right. to the NFL, make it to the NHL, make it to MLB. You don't half-ass it. You all in. And that plan B shit, that ain't... That, that ain't <laughs> it don't no exist. No, no, no. It don't plan exist. B is to make sure plan A works. That's, that's it. That's, that's plan B, man. So, like, I'm uh, like, I, I understand that part. I, I agree with you. The the sobbing and like it's a funeral. Okay, no, I don't. I don't necessarily agree with that. Being sad and being hurt that you was all oh, yeah. in and you thought your team had all the oh, yeah. goods to go get it, and then it broke your heart. Like, yeah, disappointment if, is real. Oh, absolutely. If, <laughs> it's real. If that Arizona game, if that Arizona game back in 06 uh, was an uh, NFC championship game, everybody in the building is crying. <laughs> everybody, because they're supposed to win that game. You know what I mean? So, like, I get it, and the game kind of tells you, because we're emotional people. We are. We're not machines. We're not robots. We're emotional. Right. So that stuff happens. People are going to cry. People, if If we only cried for for sad shit, we cry all the time because there's always, always something in the world happening that we're just not aware of, but somebody's going through something. You know what I'm saying? So, well, AB, AB, and and this is the thing too, and and this is why I I accept that I am jaded, and it's so funny because I I was um I was texting with uh, Dominique Foxworth not too long ago, and I went back and looked at some of our texts. And, you know, he's, he's a fan of the pod and I'm a fan of his pod. And he, and the, one of the first things he mentioned was, you know, like techniques and, and how to do this. And, you know, he's talking to me about that. I'm like, Oh, that was, and then I just realized like, okay, this is, this is what he thinks I'm proficient in while I'm sitting here trying to talk to him and you about football, which is what you guys are proficient in. And he said something to the effect of, you know, um, there's a departure because the, you know, I've still got that fan part in me and it kind of, it hit me like a left hook because 
this entire time, I understand the, the dissociation that I have from being a regular fan, having worked in this industry for so long now. Like, I, when I started this pod, when I got this pod and, and, and Bill hit me and we started to put the, the plans together, the, one of the first things I said on this pod was, I was so happy to get back to, because, you know, being in sports radio, you know, and, and Lawrence to tell you and people, you're in an echo chamber, right? You're talking to pretty much to the same guests as a radio station over and over. You're, you're, you're bouncing the same ideas off of each other. And then the, 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 the adversarial relationship that you may have with callers who don't know as much as you, it breeds a little bit of contempt and distance from fandom, right? I was so far removed from that five, six years worth that I had kind of jumped back into things like a fan would in terms of, oh man, I could watch these games and not have to worry about, you know, did I see this 97th pitch that was going to be the the, <laughs> the, the game breaker or, you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, I got yeah. back into it yeah. as a fan. So when yeah. Dominique said it in this text exchange, I was like, damn, mm-hmm. like it had been draped back over me. Whereas for 20 years, I saw how the sausage was made. Mm-hmm. You know, I know yeah. things and stories about people in this city that 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 you guys still rooting for. And I'm like, that ain't the dude y'all think it is. You feel me? <laughs> yeah. So I can't sit here yeah. and be like, yay, that person all the time. Because in my heart, and also behind this, I know what's going on. Yeah, yeah. Right? So sure. that, that distance that distance and that gap that I thought had closed had kind of reopened again. So mm-hmm. I'm all, and I, and I'm also more open to being wrong than I've ever been before. Whereas, you know, on radio, you know, you plant that flag and for four hours, yeah, that you, you, know, you, know, you ride, you ride. And, 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 and as soon as 602 hit, you're like, Hey, uh, baby, I think I might've said some shit that, uh, <laughs> might get us in trouble for a little yeah. bit, but you know, I had to, you know how your boy do, I you know what I mean? I had to stay strong. Right. right, right, right. Now I come back on here like, Hey, yo, I was wrong. He can't play dead. Uh, <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> I should have listened to y'all, you know, yeah, and, yeah. And, 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 and it gives for that. But, I just, I don't know. I think also it's how you brought up. For sure. Right? For sure. Like, I taught myself how to be a fan mm-hmm. for the most part. Because when my dad came here, he moved to New York, was a fan of the Giants and a fan of Lawrence Taylor. But football wasn't a big thing mm-hmm. in Belize. Soccer was, right? Mm-hmm. So basketball and football, when my dad was was learning the ropes. Right, right. <laughs> then he had me not too long after that. And I'm just out here like, hey, who you root for? Well, shit. Uh <laughs> Who's not good right now so I can, you know, not be like y'all? Like, that's what made me a Sox fan living on the north side, right? Because I'm like, wait a minute. They wear black and white. They got yeah. this big, this big some bitch that should be playing football no doubt. at first yeah. base in Frank Thomas. You know what I'm saying? Like, I get, that's that's the team I mm-hmm. want to follow now. So yeah. I kind of I found my way, whereas... A lot of these fans, and unless mm-hmm. I'm, a, you know, this is this is the show. A lot of these fans that I've interacted with have been 25 to 54 year old white men who have been taught by older white men. This is how you do it. You boo, right? We call these guys bums. You know, you you you, you like it when they're quiet. You know, all these you know all these things that they've been indoctrinated with, and now we've got the cooler breed of young white dudes who are fans now, and they look at the dudes who are still doing all this wild shit like this shit is weird. This shit is nuts. But I came up thinking like. This ain't normal behavior, right. but I guess this is just the, the, the common fare. Like, coming from Gainesville, 
Oh, yeah. Right? Playing in that 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 atmosphere. Mm-hmm. And then getting drafted by the mm-hmm. Bears. You've been around two of the more rabid fan bases in all the sports mm-hmm. in your football career. Absolutely crazy. Absolutely crazy. And I was I was kind of cheated out one year because I had to my first year I had to deal with U of I. And I was like, I know damn well I ain't leave the University of Florida to come play at U of I. <laughs> come on but yeah no it's, it's yeah they're they're honest you know that's what i love about like if, if you had that one thing loyalty they love their team they're honest yeah like and yeah. they're honest like i i remember the one guy plenty of guys were booed but as as hard and as passionate as they booed Rex early on in his career, they Man. cheered like hell for him when, in 06 when he was doing well. You know what I mean? Like, just passion on both sides. So, and I've heard it. You're a sorry disgrace. Your mom, <laughs> I can't believe your mom had you. Whoa, wait a minute. Hold on. Take it easy. Hold on, like, fam, I'm like, Mr. Tackle, baby. Like, yes, right. Like, you do, like, like just like, stay with me. You you understand that Adrian Peterson gets paid to make me miss him, right? He's pretty good at his job, too. You know what I'm saying? He's been like, a grown man since he was in eighth grade. Yes, like, come on, man. Like, guys, like, it, this shit is hard. It's not easy. This is not Madden. No, uh-uh. This same Thanksgiving where you're trying to tackle Uncle Robert or Uncle John. Like, no, 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 no. This is, this is totally different. Totally different. Yeah. So it's it's a tough deal. Like it, but we get that. Like if you play at that level, you get it. You understand it. That this is your job. You're gonna be scrutinized. You're gonna be pointed out. You're, they're gonna pause the damn film and say, "Look at this. This is why we lost." And that damn kicker. <laughs> I tell you, but the first thing people do now, but when you start getting on them, but hey, what they say? They get rid of their social media. They just shut oh, yeah. everything down because oh, yeah. they don't want to hear oh, yeah. it. They don't want to hear it. See, we ain't have that. You gonna hear it because we have social media, so they had to hold it. They had to hold it in, hold it in until Saturday or until Sunday early on in my career in the NFL. There was no damn Twitter and wasn't no Instagram. They held it in until Sunday and they just let you have it because they ain't have another outlet to do it or to reach you. So when they saw you um, at the game, they just let it all go. Now they get to reach out to you and they can they can pretty much have contact with you at all times. But that brings us, me, you, players, that brings us another platform to be able to talk on and be able to give our experiences, yeah. our uh knowledge about the sport. It's just I don't I'm not arguing with someone not necessarily didn't play football because you don't have to play football to understand football. But I've spent, when I've played football longer than you've been alive, I'm sorry, I, I don't believe. You could. You could very well be able to teach me something, but I don't believe you can. Mm-hmm. If you're if 25 mm-hmm. years old, you can't tell, now you can't tell me nothing about no football. I, <laughs> I, played, I played football longer than you was alive. No, no, no. Can't do it. So I, I don't, I'm not arguing with you. I'm not arguing with an 18 year old, 20 year old on Instagram, on Twitter. I, I might say, I might uh, respond with her like a like a little smart ass comment or something. To yeah, her. a little one yeah. line. Yeah, but then yeah. that's it. Like, but I'm gonna move on and 
people people have their opinions. Everybody got one. Hey, we can we can always talk about football, but at the end of the day, you love your team, you have passion for your team, and you support your team. That's what I think. I don't think booing helps anybody. If your boss came in and reamed you every day about how bad you're doing your job, it's not gonna help you do your job better, right? So as a fan, I think that is the better way to do it. Do I get the booing? Absolutely. Shit. I mean, hey, I'm sorry. I'm my daughter, both of my daughters. Now we have three, but the two, ECNL soccer. Hey, you you get out there and act up on that field and you you ain't looking like yourself. I promise you, daddy ain't patting you on the back. No, no, no. We finna address this right here. We ain't waiting till we get mm-hmm. in the car. No, no. We finna mm-hmm. address this right here. What the hell is going on? Mm-hmm. Uh, Do you feel like playing today? I'm telling you, because I spent, I spent this money. We have spent $8,000 for you to come play, and you come out here doing this right here. We can put you in Jackson rate to do cheap, this. Baby. We, hey, we can put you in rate to do this right here. That, if that's what you want to do, just let me know. I know I got my, my 12-year-old. We, like, we got a game. We got a tournament in Washington State. I need you to be ready now. Hey, right. I, I need you to be ready. I it's need, a long flight for daddy. I, I, need to see I need to see you grinding every day, like getting ready for this moment, not just, you just going to show up. No, 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 no. That's not how it works. We talking about flights. We talking about hotels. We talk, all this junk, man. No, nah, we ain't throwing money away now. We ain't in that business. You know what the real is, though. You know what the real <laughs> the reason. The reason why we got to tell them that is because if they do bullshit and then they show up and kill it, you're like, all right. Oh damn! All right, so now they yes. think that they, they think that they can get busy like this all the time. Yes. Now let me let me go ahead and break yeah. the spirit real quick because you know that's what happens. No, they sit on their too, ass for yeah, they sit on their ass for a little bit and they yeah. go, oh shit, I'm the best one yeah. out here. Mm-hmm. They, like, they go through that and they they don't train and they end up getting out there and showing out and they get damn camper of the week. Like goddamn, y'all couldn't do me one favor and not give her this. Like, God, like, like rooting against like, your baby. Yeah. <laughs> hard work, yeah, goddamn right. it. Give it to the less talented, hardworking mom I go over there. Right. <laughs> hey, let me ask you this before we get into the games. Yeah. Have you have you seen fans mm-hmm. or the moment or fan scrutiny break a player's will? It's the full goal. Yes. Yes. It shake his confidence. I'll say that shake his confidence. Um, but when your teammates have your back, that kind of bring it back, right? So I get it. Like everybody don't have a great day at work every day, but when you don't and you got that support of your teammates, you have that support of that circle, right? Um, that can help you get back faster. Like um, understanding how to talk to people understanding what to say that make people tick, right? So there's sometimes, sometimes, my bad, uh, sometimes you got guys that they respond to MF or you do this. MF or you got to do this. Damn it, man, I need you to do your damn job. Some people respond to that. Some people don't. Some people you got to come at and say, hey, bro, hey, I seen you make that play. You made that play like two weeks ago. I know you got that. Right. Let's right. ride, baby. Right. Like, yeah, it's just a different right. way of coming at people but you keep them in the game. You keep them, you like, but you got to learn them. That's what leaders do. That's what leaders do. You got to learn them. 54 was really good at that, man. 54 was really good at just understanding everybody. And he he went about it that way. And just, he knew the right buttons to push. So, but yeah, I've, I've absolutely seen it. 
But I think what brings those players back to their full confidence is that circle around them, their teammates. That's what bring them back and get them playing at that high level that they can play at. So a guy like um, uh, Henry Bird, mm. a guy like Henry Bird, like mm. – I remember when he dropped in at Bourbon Day and, and everybody was talking about yeah. how talented he was mm -hmm. and, you know, have first time the Bears had a brother in a long yep. time playing that position. Absolutely. And, and he, it was deep water for that listen, boy. He went for, I'm going to say a year and a half, two years, and just got ringed constantly, constantly. And then we had a, we had a, either a Monday night or a Sunday night game against Green Bay. And my man closed his eyes to throw a damn, <laughs> to throw a pass across the middle. Uh, YOLO ball. Oh, my gosh. Oh, <laughs> man. So, but, but then what, what, what ended up playing out was, so in that situation, just confidence wrecked. But then you see him, you see him go up to Canada and win great go and, and go crazy. Like, like, legit, like if y'all don't understand this, like, if everybody watching, if y'all don't get this, the Pro Football Hall of Fame is the Pro Football Hall of Fame. It's not the NFL Hall of Fame. So Henry Burris, the same guy y'all ran out of Chicago, could very well have his bus right there in mm -hmm. the Hall of Fame, right next to Joe Montana, right next to Tom mm -hmm. Brady, Peyton Manning, all those guys. Because it's the Pro Football Hall of Fame. It's not the NFL Hall of Fame. So any pro football, yes, he can get in. And the amount of success he had up there showed that yeah. he had talent. It was just... That once that confidence gets shook, man, it's hard. It's hard. And you, if you don't believe in you, well, that's a problem. Yeah. It's a problem, yeah. man. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's an uphill fight. Yes, sir. That man went back there and started breaking Warren Moon's records. Yes, so, sir. You know, shout <laughs> yes. out, shout out to Harry Brothers, yes. boy. He landed, boy. When he landed, I'll never forget covering that training camp. He landed, and and the first thing I was like, oh, that brother's smiling a whole lot. I'm like, oh, they about to eat his ass a lot, boy. Yeah, no like, like, hey, boy, the first pick you throw, you better get the. Hey, you better get serious around here. You, yeah. don't, you don't see Lovey? Mm -hmm. yeah, you, don't, you don't see Lovey teeth at all. You better get serious around here before they get your ass up out. <laughs> oh shit, that and you know, I, I'll never forget that and. Uh, and love his son asking people to call him coach. I'm oh, like, man. hey man, get the fuck up oh, out of here calling you coach. <laughs> <laughs> call him, call me coach. When, I ain't with shit. Call me chef. Call me doctor while we at it. We, right. we just make if, up if titles around this bitch. Call me rich. I'm rich. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Are you ready? Hey. Alex Bram. <laughs> Are you ready for Las Vegas to be the scene of what I'm hoping is going to be the blackest Super Bowl in captivity? If they allow Detroit and Baltimore to meet up in Las Vegas, I'm telling y'all what happened during the NBA All-Star game there a decade ago is going to look like child's play. You're going to have everybody with that weird-ass Baltimore accent and all the Spice Adams family members with the gators on. Hey, man, I can't... Listen, I, I I like I like San Francisco. I like Kansas City. Give me Detroit and Baltimore just Man. to see what Las Vegas is gonna look like. But wow. they, we we got a good championship weekend coming up here, hey, man. Yeah. Um, hey, yeah. There's a lot. Hey, Josh Allen not winning puts uh, us in a very tough position here in the AFC because mm -hmm. Lamar Jackson got over that. Can you win a playoff game hump? Mm -hmm. Right. So mm -hmm. now he's two and three in the playoffs. 
and Patrick is just <laughs> he out here throwing to the four of us and out here still <laughs> and moving winning. the football and, 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 and winning, winning. Yeah. and winning and winning. Yeah. Uh, let's start with the AFC side of things, yep. man. I, I think the Ravens are the best team left, um, but when you're going up against that alien, anything can happen. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it's just hard with Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City. I, I think um, at some point, and this could be the year, uh, Patrick Mahomes, as great as he is, he can only do so much, right? We haven't figured out how much that is, how much he can compensate for, because right. you get rid of all this talent around him, and he just keeps winning. Okay, you're going to eventually have to add more. You got Rice. Rice came on and started playing at the perfect time because it didn't look good for Kansas City at that moment. Kelsey, he looks like he's he's taking a half a step back. That's what he looks like. He had a great game this past game, but he looks like he's taking a, a half a step back. But the defense kind of rose up, right? Yes, in sir. previous years, right? So now everything's just kind of balancing out, and Kansas City finds themselves again in the AFC Championship game. Um, I think I think previous AFC Championship games they got a real problem on each side of the football. Mm. Like Patrick Mahomes will have his hands full with that defense. You got Hamilton, you got Roquan, you got um, Matabike, the kid, oh, the D tackle, absolutely. And then you got a, a, a mirage of just crazy nuanced blitzes just coming from everywhere. And he got to be able to see it, and not only the quarterback. It's not just the quarterback being able to see it, because if the quarterback see it, but the receiver run the same route and he don't cut it off as a hot route, it's going to be a pick or it's going to be incomplete. So they both have to see it. So you run Miko Harmon ass out there if you want to, and it's going to cost you a football game. Like, you, you can't you – can't, you already see you went through a whole year with uh, Valdez Scantlin. This boy – I. I don't even know what the hell he's doing out there. Like he'll pop up, he'll pop up and have nine catches for 180 <laughs> yards, and then be missing for three missing weeks. Missing for three weeks, like where are you, son? Like what is happening? So and Kadarius Tony should be a star, but he can't get right. Kadarius Tony, if he wasn't, should be a star. This tells you how talented he is because as bad as he's been, he's still on the team. Should be a star. <laughs> he bro. should be. He should be, but there's something wrong now that the focus just ain't there or I can't just keep putting it on bad luck or, ah, that's just coincidence. He dropped that and that I, was I, another I, pick. I, I, I... Bears talk with Jason Goff on the full goal. And the kick is good for the win. Fade to black. Brought to you by The Ringer, a Spotify original. I knew what it was when the man went and got his uh, Super Bowl ring sized up for his middle finger and said it was so that he could flip off all his haters for the rest of his life. Like, that's that's the moment you choose. Like, the crowning glory and the achievement of a lifetime. Wow. Dudes have died for that. No and you won't mm-hmm. put it on your middle mm-hmm. finger just so you can tell right. the Giants fans. Right. F you. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, I know what you have. He, he was there for <laughs> what, They went and got him midseason? Yeah, they he was there for, for a season and a half. Okay, a season and a half, and he got the ring. But you're doing this? We're, we're talking about Hall of Fame players going. They don't even sniff the Super Bowl. Some of them don't even go to the playoffs. 
You, right. you ain't got to go further than the Chicago Bears and look at Dick Buckus and Gail Sayers. Right. We're talking about on very, very bad football teams. The best they could hope for was one game over 500. That, right. that was the best, like, they, but the Hall of Fame players, they would have loved to have the opportunity to be on a team like that and have an opportunity to not just play for, but win that damn ring. Man, come on, mm-hmm. man. You don't do that. Like, enjoy it. Like, appreciate that moment. But you still worry about the haters? Like, right. Come on, man. Like, they, they on your mind too much. You got to get them off your mind. You, they should be, they shouldn't be on your mind. You just, they, they, they keep yeah. you on their mind. Let's not. They, they see your, I, yeah. I always say, man, they see your success, right? Yes. All, the, all the tomatoes come from the cheat seats. <laughs> so they see your success. You can't see out there in the crowd. Exactly. I'll never forget. I never, the, was it the dot? I forget who, damn, I forget who said this, but you know, <laughs> Uh, I was listening to a former athlete talking about, you know, getting booed and, mm-hmm. and dealing with all that. And he goes, Hey man, you see me? I go downstairs. I look at my, I look at my picture of me playing and he goes, you see all them dots in the background. <laughs> he goes, That's where all the booze came from. The dots, yeah. <laughs> all the dots in those pictures. The people whose faces you can't really see. Yeah. Got, can't worry about yeah. the dots every time, man. Nah. Can't worry about the nah. dots. But Lamar, Lamar's got man, himself. Lamar. Uh, you know, he's got he got himself. This is the thing, man. Lamar Jackson has had a career where. All we keep talking about is the things that we think he can't do. And all he keeps doing is doing them. Like, I think he's one of the better passers in the game, right? He's got an offense where Odell Beckham Jr. is not Odell Beckham Jr. anymore. He's thrown to a Ricky and Zay Flowers. He's got a couple of guys who they've upgraded. Mark Andrews has been hurt. Their running game, you know, has been up and down because of the injuries in the running back room. And he consistently finds a way to move the football I, I I am really hoping for his run so that we can actually talk about him with the reverence that I, I believe he deserves. Not just the MVP that he won because shit, Cam won that MVP and people act like Cam was ass. Mm-hmm. When we look back on it, Cam Newton was one of the, one of the more phenomenal talents that we've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And I, I just hope that Lamar Jackson doesn't get thought of that way, especially where you're looking at the AFC now, man. And the sixth or seventh best quarterback might be what? Tua Tungavalo, mm-hmm. dude who led the league in in, in, in passing. Like you, you go through the AFC, you know, mm-hmm. CJ Stroud right there on everybody's heels. Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes, and Lamar Jackson fits into that conversation only when he's doing these these monumental things with the football. But for the most part, I feel like his career is one that we just brush over mm-hmm. too often while it's being great in front of us. Man, give me, I, I, yes, you're, you're absolutely right. Give me CJ Stroud over Herbert. Yeah. I tell you what, yeah. you put, you put CJ Stroud in that offense. They're going to break. They're going to break a whole bunch of records. He got all them receivers, got Eckler in the backfield. He ain't got, he don't have that. He had to make them guys who they are. The Nico Collins, mm-hmm. the Tank Dale. Um, Schultz was okay at Dallas. Now he's right. a little better than okay, right? Like, it's just, he made them guys. You put him in that, man, you got a real problem on your hands offensively. So, but, so he's top six for sure for me. I think, mm-hmm. I think Lamar, and this might be unpopular. Actually, it might be Give popular. It, it might be popular. Give it to me. Lamar's a, Lamar's a, Average passer. He is. He's an average. He was okay. bad when he came into the league. He was bad. He when he made the Pro Bowl, 
I watched them do this accuracy thing, hitting these, hitting these damn, um, these moving signs and stuff that they do at the, yeah, the yeah, skills yeah, challenge. Yeah. The target practice. Yeah, that target practice. Man, uh, the the receiver, not Odell, but the other receiver that was at Cleveland. What was his name? Um, went to LSU as well. Oh, Jarvis Landry. Jarvis Landry. Jarvis Landry beat him at that game. <laughs> beat the quarterback. So he's not that bad <laughs> anymore. And then when you look at it, if you throw out the stats, you say this, his completion percentage. and this, Yeah, but he's a lot of crossing routes. Is he... He's running the offense. He is a phenomenal athlete that can operate in the pocket way better than he did. He's progressively gotten better operating mm-hmm. inside the pocket. You see him a lot. Drop back, and to buy time, he doesn't haul ass. He just steps up into the pocket, right? When yeah. he needs to haul yeah. ass, he gone, right? But he can step up into the pocket and deliver the football, but he's not delivering the football down the field like you see Herbert, like you see um these other quarterbacks do, um, CJ Stroud, like you see Joe Burrow. Yeah, he's not doing that. And a lot of times he's he's going against certain coverages, which is a lot of man. Because if you're not in man, or if you're in, you you ain't a man or you you're gonna be in um uh like a you can't take your eyes off of him. Right? So as a defense, you're not running two man. You're never getting in that because he's gonna kill you. If he get past that defensive line, he's going to run for 15 mm-hmm. yards for anybody touching, right? So there's certain mm-hmm. things you can't even get in, um, and you always typically have a spot. So there's going to be holes open, more holes than usual for a guy like a Burrow or something like that. There is no – he got to throw guys open. I think when you put mm-hmm. Lamar in situations where he has to throw guys open and guys aren't running wide open, then I think you, you put him in a bad position. Um, but he always has his legs, so he can run. And that, I, I think he's MVP. I think he's done a hell What's of a What's the defense job. you play against him if you're Kansas City, though? Because Willie Gay went out in that in that last game, and that was the guy mm-hmm. that they had spying, and that was going to be – that's you know, Nick Bolton is a – Nick Bolton is the linebacker that everybody mm-hmm. should be talking about, yep. and nobody talks about enough because that dude is just yeah. a missile all over the field. But they use Willie Gay because of his awareness – and also his speed mm-hmm. and also his size as as a spy yep. in, in their last game against Josh Allen. When he went out, the running lanes opened up a lot more for Josh Allen. With his health being in question, what do you do as a defense against Lamar Jackson to kind of, you know, curtail some of that, you know, 15, 20-plus yard big play ability mm-hmm. that he has with his legs? I don't I don't believe any anybody outside of um the rookie receiver can truly beat somebody one-on-one. I, Odell is Odell, but that's a lot of name now as opposed to just raw ability that he used to have. So um, your big tight end, he's not there now. So now Isaiah Lightly likely is good, Isaiah though. Isaiah likely is, yeah. is, he is a problem. I would make Lamar throw in the holes. I'd make him throw in the zone. I'd rush three because I got big um big boy, big 95 up front. And I know he going to press that pocket. He going to make, he going to speed Lamar up. With him pressing the pocket, you either keep those two guards on him and get my my other two guys that's rushing outside because I got a spot. Contain. I want them one on one. I got a one on one so they can rush. And now we straight we straight rushing or we contain no, no, rushing. I'm, I'm what are we talking rushing. here? I'm straight rushing. Okay. I'm straight rushing. Okay. Um, because I I'm, I got him throwing trying to throw in in pockets. I got him trying to throw 
through a zone. He's got to – him and his receiver got to be on the same page. Um, but it's hard to do that right. when they can run the ball the way they run the ball, right? So it's very hard to get in there and say, well, we're going to have a spy and we're going to rush three. But what if they run a damn power at you? You know what I mean? Like, right. Shoot, like right. that that's right. the problem. Now your safety got to come up and make a play. Yes, that, that's the problem. You got to tackle well against this guy, man. You got to tackle well. If we're just talking about second and long, third and long, that's how I'm rushing him. I'm rushing him with three. I'm making him throw in the zones. I want him to – if he can pick me apart 12 times down the field, tip your hat and make him go do it again. Now, on the flip side, he really ain't got to do it but two times because that damn defense mm-hmm. ain't going to give up too much. You know, so so he got a lot of cards in his hand, right? He's working mm-hmm. with a lot of help. And I, I, I do think they're the best team. Um they can be beat though. If anybody can beat them, I would I would say Kansas City first because they have Mahomes, and then San Francisco. Oh, maybe Detroit. Wait a minute now, maybe Alex. Detroit. Wait no, no, no. Seriously. You can't tell me they're the best team and then say everybody left in the goddamn playoffs could beat them though. No, they can't be beat. I ain't saying like nobody's the '89 like the the Miami Dolphins like they can't be beat. Right, no, I got like, you. They can't be you. beat. I'm saying. So who's the who, so who's the now? I, maybe I put words in your mouth. Who's the best team left in this in this final four? Then the Ravens. Okay. They're not. Who's second best team? I, Detroit. You so you got Detroit over the 49ers. Cause that they're playing oh. better right now. Tell me something good. They're, All right, let's they're playing better this. right now. What Detroit does? What Detroit does? They're doing it at a very, very high level. They can punish you running the football. Jared Goff is playing his ass off. Uh, I'm on Ross St. Brown and uh, Reynolds and Jamison Williams. LaPorta. They they have the weapons. I don't care where you look on that offense. They have the weapons to beat you in a shootout. They can beat you in a grinded-out game against a team like, like the Ravens. How, you beat the Ravens. You go into the game thinking like, you know what? We ain't gonna better run the ball. You gotta fucking run the ball. Yep. You have to run the ball. Yep. That's how you beat them. You have to run it and make them do something different. Make them bring Kyle Hamilton into the box, right? You make them have him in the box all the time. Now I, I said, don't nobody play action like Detroit. You, no, true. Hey, it's true. You, you, let me. I want to see that. I want to see if I tell you what. I'm gonna say it right here. If Detroit and Baltimore get in that damn Super Bowl, Detroit gonna win their first damn Super Bowl. Ah, oh, see this. Is, see, ladies and gentlemen, what? this is this is why this what? is why he joins us every <laughs> Tuesday. Not only not only here to piss off Justin Fields fans, <laughs> but he's here to shake up the oh, NFL world. This man, this man, this man has put the Lions uh, at the end of the season a hoisting Vince Lombardi's trophy. If Baltimore makes it in, correct. If Kansas City, if Kansas City make it in, Kansas City beat Detroit though. Ah. Uh, yeah. It's Mahomes, man. Not, it's Mahomes, so yeah, I ain't counting them out. I ain't gonna count out Mahomes in the biggest game, the biggest moments. This brother show up, man. He, he show up. He show up. He show up and show out. He make the plays that only mama at home thinking like that's my baby. He gonna get it done. Like nobody else is really <laughs> thinking like he gonna. Nah, right. This is 
he just do it, man. He get it done. That's that dude. Tim Reed, That's they dude. have a connection. Um, Nagy almost showed up a little bit and screwed everything up by running. Like, like you get a ball to Pacheco, he runs 35 man. yards to the four-yard line, and then you want to run a trick play. That's old Nagy. That Nagy almost showed up again. <laughs> Shoot. Yeah, he did. Like, yeah, so, he did. Yeah, I think, man, D- Detroit, is, Detroit is a hard team. San Francisco, San Francisco can beat them, of course. The Bears beat them. The Bears beat Detroit. They can be beat, right? right? And the Bears should have beat them twice. But they, if they get there, what they do well, it ain't got nothing to do with teams at that point. At this point in the in the season, it's matchup. And all that man coverage that that um that San Francisco run, man, them boys gonna they'll. They they could tear them boys up running this play action if they get that running game going and that play action because one of them they fast but they also they get a little nosy too and they get down in that box mm-hmm. a little too far they're gonna hit them man I'm telling you it's gonna be a hell of a game if Brock Purdy if we go he ain't this so called MVP that he's supposed to be they San Francisco gonna wind up on the wrong end of this one. Hey, Jordan Love was the best quarterback in that game. Yes. And then all of a sudden, the final the final two possessions mm-hmm. for those two quarterbacks yep. uh, pre- completely changed the narrative mm-hmm. of the game because Brock Purdy led his team down the field and Jordan Love had himself a Brett Favre in Minnesota moment, which, I, you know, everybody was going crazy at the end. Like, uh, maybe he's not the guy. I think that's oh, just man. the first time he got spanked on his mm-hmm. ass and to know that you can't ever do that again. Right. Like this is this this is this is high mm-hmm. stakes, and you're gonna be here for mm-hmm. a while. This is a young team, you know. We playing with house yep. money. I don't think we'll see Jordan Love commit an error like that again. I don't either. I, I don't think so. And if if so, the, in the, in in uh, when you hit that highest level, these mistakes are few and far in between, right? So you, I might see it, but it'll be four years, five, six years from now. You're like, damn man, right. like, oh yeah, that's that's me, that's me. I I got full of myself right there and. Tried to do something that I know I shouldn't have had a Josh Allen moment. Yeah. Like, man, everybody's favorite double agent, boy. (laughs) I I, I sit there and watch Josh Allen. Nobody, every time I see him throw the ball, I think in my head that he just screamed in his helmet, fuck it. (laughs) Like, like every every time I see him throw the football, I'm like, that man just screamed, fuck it. But it just did. Okay. I I get what you're saying. This man threw about 72 yards in the air and it hit Diggs oh, in know. his hand. Yeah. Catch the rock, man. Yeah. That's but that's why he can say it though. Because he does stuff like that. So he's like, you know what? Team Eaton, I can throw it in there because I'm Diggs. that dude. I'm the same dude who hit Stephon Diggs in the hands. Yeah. Like that day, man. Listen, he is. He well, I was gonna say Black Ben Roethlisberger, but y'all, everybody forget how everybody forget how Black Ben Roethlisberger was when he came into mm-hmm. the league. That man was wearing all that fubu mm-hmm. and wearing all them yeah. chains, and then had himself a little oh, incident yeah. and cleaned himself yes, right on up, yes, boy. He, he, he start, mm-hmm. All of a sudden, you start hearing Johnny Cash blaring out the locker room once once my man got himself in a little legal hot water. But Josh Allen, Doug, Josh Allen carries himself like a dude who won. I know I am this entire franchise yeah. too. Who gonna say different? Who gonna tell me what at this yeah. point? I have ascended to the point like he's played 
as well as Patrick Mahomes in the last two games that he's played Patrick Mahomes in, he's just lost mm-hmm. in games. He so you know who gonna tell he him is, different? He, but like, he, if is Car, he is Carmelone John Stockton and Patrick Mahomes is MJ. Like if it wasn't yep. for when this man when he finished his career, I hope he wins one because when he finished, he gonna look back and all Bills fans gonna look back and say. Yeah. Damn. Now, now get this. Cause I saw this today. Or was it? It might have been last night. The Chiefs moved up in the draft, traded with the Buffalo Bills to get Patrick Mahomes. Oh my boy, you're talking about something coming back to bite you in the ass, boy. Nick Wright from uh from FS1. A big Kansas City Chiefs fan, big Patrick Mahomes mm-hmm. fan. He went back and uh, got the tweet that the Buffalo Bills put out the, the day that they made that uh-huh. trade. And it said, pleasure doing business with you, Kansas wow. City. And Nick Wright dug it up <laughs> the day after they lost it. And you just see the responses from Bills fans like, finally, the Bills don't get fleeced in a trade and this, that, and the other. And it's just like, hey, man, you know, you get what you get in life. You feel me? Like, that, that, hurt. you know, that hurts more. That, like, truly, that hurts. Portland could have had Drexler and Jordan, hey. man. You know, shit happens. Yeah, yeah, shit happens. That, shit happens that sometimes, hurts more. That hurts me. Listening to that situation, that hurts me more than us taking Trubisky over them. It does. It, 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 it like because they talk shit because they thought they had they thought they had fleeced them. They thought they had the better trick. And it turns out this boy here might be the best goddamn quarterback to ever live. And yeah, you man. handed him to this yeah. guy, and he is beating your ass yeah. every time. <laughs> God damn. Yeah. Oh my God. And meanwhile, meanwhile, Solomon Thomas, like, boy, I'm glad don't nobody remember me. Yes, true. Yes. <laughs> Solomon, yes. Solomon, Solomon, hey, you ain't little Solomon. We saw you on hard knocks with them big ass arms yes. and, you know, that, that, mm-hmm. that, that fantastic vocabulary. That man been reading Immaculate. books and doing push ups for five, six years. Ain't made a play yet. Not, <laughs> ain't made a play. Not one. <laughs> you saw this man at Stanford, like, hey, y'all sure y'all know? Who we throwing around out there at the Pac-12? Because <laughs> it was like, oh, he going This is the hidden gem. Okay. Meanwhile, we over here crying about yeah. Trubisky and watching the oh, nasty oh man God. get down in Houston and, and and looking at God playing Kansas God City. Oh, I tell you, boy, NFL football, yes, NFL football. All right, AB, who we got? The championship weekend, the best day I think in in sports because you get. You know, I grew up during a time when the Super Bowl wasn't guaranteed to yeah, be good. Yeah, and then we got like 10 of them in a row yeah, that were great yeah, yeah. after that, right? But uh, the championship weekend always has good. always been my favorite weekend. Um, mm-hmm. you, got the, you got the Lions, you got the 49ers, you got the Ravens, and you got the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Who are you going with? Bears talk with Jason Goff on the full goal. That kick is good for the win! Fade to black. Brought to you by The Ringer, a Spotify original. Oh, man. Uh, I, I'm going to go with... It's hard to go against Mahomes, man. It is so hard. I, if there is a time for mm. the Baltimore Ravens to do it, it's this year. Like, 
it, it is right. this year. Yeah, they had one big injury, but they had a couple running backs uh, early on. But, like, damn it, you got the defense, you got the offense. You got to beat them. But they won't. They they won't. They won't <laughs> beat them. You at home, you, you're not about to beat Mahomes. So I'm going Kansas City. Pulls it out against um against Baltimore in a on the road. A, and what surprisingly is gonna end up being a fairly high scoring game around 30 to 24. And the defense comes up with a play on Lamar at the end to win the game. So that's where I'm at. And I know y'all think I'm crazy. 30 points against the Ravens? Are you crazy? It's Patrick Mahomes, man. Listen, I'm sorry. It's Pat Mahomes. Yeah, and uh right. I, yeah. it's their time, man. Hey, listen, Michigan won it. It's their time, man. Go let get Detroit in there, man. Get Detroit in. Jason Abram, Jerry Goff, Jerry Goff, Montgomery right. moved to a good a really, really solid football team. Campbell has built them boys. I'll feeding them kneecaps, I guess. I mean, listen, <laughs> just, just let this man, this, this right here is, it, it's probably not it. what the NFL wants. Absolutely but not. But for a fan, because before I played football, before I thought that I had the opportunity or I couldn't make it to the NFL, obviously that was always the dream, but right. I was a fan of football. Seeing Patrick Mahomes against a team that's never been to the Super Bowl. A guy that knows nothing but AFC championships since he's been starting to a franchise that has never been to the Super Bowl. I want to see that. I want to see that flash. And let's see what happens, man. I I think that'll be a hell of a game. Um, I I just, I I like it. I, I, I got Detroit. And then I got on Kansas City. Then we'll hold off on the who wins that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we'll wait on it. We'll wait on it. Hey, man, let me tell y'all right now, if AB is correct, which he got a very distinct chance of being correct in these matchups, if Dan Campbell is triumphant over Kyle Shanahan, be prepared for the lovable meatball to be the new wave in co- in college and more importantly, professional coaching mm-hmm. hires. You about to see every old grunt that played on your favorite teams <laughs> in the early and mid nineties getting coaching yep. gigs. If Dan mm-hmm. Campbell and his black ass coaching staff can find their way to the Super Bowl, Dan, Ra- hey, hey, D- Dan Campbell, Pat Riley, this thing. A lot of yeah. people don't know. Like you look at that coaching staff, it's Aaron Glenn. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's, it's, right. it's a bunch of dudes who've been running. Yep. Hey, Dan Campbell. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He's our Pat Riley he out here. Him, he, He's doing they, his they thing. They play in Detroit. a different way, man. They play a different style of football. Yeah. Like you don't. They they play that early two thousand, late ninety. Yeah, tougher than you. I'm tougher than you. Mm-hmm. Like, football. Football That's is it. not a hard sport. Football is. I think you you said it earlier. Football is moving an individual that does not want to be moved. That's football. Blocking and tackling, baby. Now you make a man do something he don't want to do. I ain't doing that. I be damn. Yes, hell, you are today. You doing it? 
my name is my name is Penny Sewell, and you Thank will you. be off this Thank line. <laughs> yes, and it's how you build your team, what you build your team yeah, with. Yeah. Are you gonna go get yeah. Amara St. Brown? Are you gonna go get that guy? Are you gonna get that running back, that tandem? How many people told me like said he was absolutely nuts? Jameer Gibbs. Just go, oh, you just signed my yeah. memory. Oh, you're gonna get Jameer Gibbs? Well, why'd you let go Williams? Go to um go to the Saints. New Orleans and DeAndre yeah. Swift went to the now, Eagles. You're getting rid of running backs and you're bringing yeah. in new. Like, what are you doing? Listen, man, that man had a plan. He's telling his team, and it, it is working, man. It is working. I like it. I love it, actually. It's just they just happen to be in our division, so I can't be like, I love it too right. much. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no. they, they put, hey, Brad Holmes put something together mm-hmm. in Detroit. Uh, Jared Goff is is what happens when you just allow a dude to mm-hmm. to mature and understand what mm-hmm. his faults are. Like if things ain't perfect for yeah. Jared Goff, things get oh, no a little doubt. dicey. But if you mm-hmm. block for him and you run the football and you get him a tight end mm-hmm. and you get him a a, a a a wide receiver who, if he throws with anticipation, is going to make yeah, some people miss. Like hey, it's a, it's it a simple game. Do it this year. Simple ben game. Johnson is gone. So you better do it this year. Ben Johnson yeah. out of there after this year. So do it this year because this is your shot, right? So go ahead and at no least doubt. get there. I think it's just a great story for the NFL Detroit can get there. Shane Waldron, as we uh, as we wrap this up, Bears new yes. offensive coordinator, mm-hmm. uh, a guy who a lot of people around the league have mm-hmm. respect for. I am happy that he's done mm-hmm. the gig before. This way, you know what your identity is. He comes in with a plan. You know, coaching coaches, I think, is an underrated facet in coaching to me, right? Like, you can tell your players whatever you want them to do, but what are you telling the wide receivers coach and the running backs coach and the tight ends coach in terms of this is how I need this to be taught so that these plays can actually come to life? Your thoughts on the the hire of Shane Waldron and what you expect going forward in terms of what this team will look like on offense? we get the best i mean i hope that he comes in and he can get the best out of either fields or if there's a new quarterback or whatever it is and their receiving core right um he can have some input on talent right so he's the one he was a part of that conversation when they go out and get in jigba uh from ohio state right Mm -hmm. but he has to understand that at seattle you had a better running back all three of your receivers were equal to our DJ Moore. Now, uh, not equal to, but they're in that they're they're a lot better so receiving core than we have, yeah. right? Than we have, right? So, I think this is going to be a really tough job for him because the talent level isn't there. You know what I mean? If the talent level is not there in the receiving room right now. Now we can change that, obviously, because you got the draft coming up, you got free agency, so there are things you can do to change that. But I'm Excited, but I kind of want to wait to see which way he goes. He's he's coached a few different places, a few different styles. Is it going to be two right. years ago, Geno Smith type of output, or this past year where it didn't look like they quite got it right? Whether that was the running back being in and out all year, whether that Injibo trying to come on, is it Injibo taking over for? The other um, one of the other receivers, and I don't know how that was kind of playing out. Well, I mean, you got Metcalf over there. I'm sorry, we don't have nobody like Metcalf now, so we don't have him. Right. So it, it's gonna be 
a little process, but I'm way more excited than I was with Luke Getzi here. So I hope that's the last time I say that name. So I mean, hey, yeah. so I'm I'm yeah. excited. Uh, it didn't tell me anything. It kind of pissed me off, honestly, because it didn't it didn't give me the inside scoop. You want to know what a quarterback? No, man. Yeah, yeah I know. Yeah. If you get, get Kingsbury, no. I already know where you're going, baby. I know where you're going. Uh, so, uh, like, yeah. but yeah, they yeah. they kind of kept yeah. us on the fence there. So it's it's gonna be interesting offseason, man. Interesting uh free agency, interesting draft. Like leading up to the draft, it's gonna be interesting. So, uh, but I am I am excited to see something new and see somebody that can work with a quarterback, and you see a change in the quarterback, right? A quarterback throwing with anticipation—that's what Geno did. That is something that Justin Fields does not do. <clears throat> if they keep him, right? right. That is, um, if you bring in a new quarterback, can he teach a young quarterback? My issue. With this whole painting, with, with this whole picture, is that if he does well, he's going to leave in two years. If it, if it, That's what you want, though. Because <clears throat> if, well, if you do that well, then we're talking about you made the playoffs two years in a row, probably made some noise in the playoffs, <laughs> and now your quarterback, who he's either in his third year or in yep. his fifth year, if right. it's Justin, maybe you got to press play well, play hey, right uh, there, right? Hold on, because if he leaves, then what? I'm bringing in a new OC. Maybe, maybe he brings in a quarterback if we coach. Get a quarterback that you trust. coach, and we can move up to that spot that's running the same system. Or, like, or you say, Matt, thank, thank you for you. your that's time. That's where I'm at. And <laughs> I'm not letting him go. Yeah. Well, any any offensive coordinator coming in here that has any success. That's why Cliff Kingsbury, I, I, I said it last pod, if I was Matt Eberflus, I would have locked the door the moment I knew he left it. <laughs> yes. What? Yeah. You going to bring the yeah, Fox in the hen house? Hey, you crazy as hell. Robert Vera didn't leave the Chicago Bears because he wasn't good at coaching. <laughs> right, hey. right. It's time yes. to go get a gig, baby. It's time <laughs> to go real. get a gig. The was on the wall. The dude didn't slip up. Like, hey, man, listen, they're going to turn this over. Hey, this going this going to mm-hmm. the beloved Ron Rivera played for the '85 Bears. That guy is going if we slip mm-hmm. up. And that 07 season, oh, we slipped up. I don't, I don't think he'd have made it much mm-hmm. longer than that. Honestly, if, if Ron would have stayed. So, but I mean, like that's that's for the future. If, like you said, if he does that well, that man, we have a successful season. We're in the playoffs. We're growing right. as an organization. We're growing as a team. The talent level is there. Now it's just about putting it all together, right? And we saw a team last year. Nobody saw. Two years ago, Detroit was Detroiting, right? Detroit is almost a verb. Like, like they're going to Detroit. Right. That's what they're going to do, right? right? Now, right. they are kicking at the door of going to a Super Bowl. Something that nobody, I'm sorry. I've been following the NFC North ever since Tampa Bay was in it, okay? Because I was a huge right. Tampa Bay fan. Back when it was right. the Central. I was a huge Tampa Bay fan right. back when it was Central. And nobody thought about Detroit. Barry, something, but they ain't going to win no championship. Like, nah. And it was all right. it. Had Megatron Mega, for Mega a little Tron, bit. That was it was fun. fun. They're, they're fun to watch. Right. They ain't win no championship. These boys right here is a, a game away. A beatable team. Mm-hmm. They're a game away from getting in the damn Super Bowl, 
And if you outside of Detroit, maybe 98% of Detroit never thought it would happen. So, I mean, hey, we're here. I'm glad. I don't think Brock Purdy's going to finish this game. Hey. I, I'm, it, all, there's, 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 there's a whole bunch of people squeezing the sawdust out the bat in Detroit, and I think one of them defenders going, you know, Aiden Hutchinson had a couple of free rushes last week, and I don't know how yeah. the hell that happens with yeah, that dude on the, on the field. I, I I think Brock Purdy, Brock Purdy uh, gonna have a long. If Brock Purdy don't finish that game, you might well chalk that up. Detroit going to the they going to it. Ah, uh, see, look, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm messing around. Casual, casual, casual betting brothers gonna have to put some money on Detroit, y'all. AB <laughs> done brought this foolishness into into this, into happen. the place, and now all of a sudden it's spreading like wildfire. Oh man, ta- hey, talk For to sure, you next baby. Tuesday, Absolutely. man. Thank you so much all as always, time. brother. Alex Brown right here on the Full Go Podcast. It's Chicago in the house. Let me hear you say yeah. Yo, you listening to the Full Go Podcast with my man Jason Golf. It's your boy Dave Jeff. Holla at y'all. Much love. That's all the time we have for episode 344 of the Full Go Podcast. I want to thank our guests every Tuesday. We, we holler at them once a week. Good old number 96, Alex Brown, former Chicago Bear, former New Orleans Saint, and definitely our expert, our football guy here on the Full Go. Appreciate you, A.B., as always. want to thank our production staff. Shadowy figure that is known as Steve Cerruti, the Chief Vibes Officer himself, Chris Sutton, the exceptional one, Kyle Williams, and the dad, the myth, the legend, Tony Gill. Well, thank everybody for hanging out with us once again. Thank you for downloading this thing. Thanks for subscribing. We see the subscriptions going up. We appreciate y'all for subscribing, hitting that follow button, wherever you listen to us at, wherever you get your pods, especially at Spotify. Thank you for rating and reviewing us. We also see those numbers going up as well, giving us the five stars you know we need. If not, we will see you in the street. Looking forward to talking to you guys on Thursday after Bulls-Lakers. Uh, we'll have a little bit more for you on the Bears offensive coordinator search and now hire Shane Waldron. Looking forward to a conversation with our very own Josh Schrock from NBCSportsChicago.com and whatever else happens over the next day and a half or so. Until then, we leave you with this as always, y'all. Take care of each other, be safe, and remember to stay sucker free. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Kentucky, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, Vermont, and Virginia. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona. That's 53342 in Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash 
chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana, visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland, visit 1-800-GAMBLING.NET in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York. 